0: I'm John Lewis, and you're listening to 360 Degree City, a podcast where we talk to people who are working to make cities better. Our hope is that after each episode, you'll start to see your own city from a slightly different angle. This season on the podcast, we've been talking about reading and how it relates to our cities and communities. We've learned about the importance of reading places, cozy and creative nooks that encourage people to settle in with a book. We also learned about Calgary's Central Public Library, a grand and beautiful community space. And today we're exploring a much smaller type of library, the Little Free Library. These small book sharing boxes can be found on front lawns and pathways in communities around the world. In my neighborhood there are many Little Free Libraries, and for Christmas this year, those Little Free Libraries helped fill my wife's stocking, as she's the most avid reader I know and I needed help. I talked to Margaret Aldrich about Little Free Libraries, how they started, and why they're important.
1: My name is Margaret Aldrich, and I'm the Director of Communications at Little Free Library.
0: Awesome. So um, Little Free Libraries have been in my consciousness in my neighborhood for a number of years now, but I'm wondering if you could uh, share the the origin story of the Little Free Libraries and how this great idea came about.
1: Absolutely. So the first Little Free Library was built by a man named Todd Bowell in Hudson, Wisconsin in the U.S., So Todd was a very entrepreneurial spirit. He was very community minded and his mother had passed away. She was a teacher. She was a lifelong reader and he wanted to do something special to honor her memory. Hmm. So Todd built this little red one room schoolhouse out of some recycled wood that he had. And he put this in his front yard and he filled it with her books and waited to see what happened. So Hmm this little free library started to kind of draw neighbors like, you know, moths to a flame. People would come, they would share books, they would have conversations, they would talk about what they liked to read. And Todd thought, this is something really special and I wanna share it. So from that first little free library, um, by word of mouth, by social media, by news coverage, this little seed of an idea started to spread. And today, there are more than 100,000 Little Free Libraries around the world. They're in um, 110 different countries. And as of last November, they're on all seven continents um, because there's (laughs) a Little Free Library at the South Pole. So, you know, this very small idea, this very small wooden box of books has really grown into, you know, this global movement of community building and literacy.
0: Amazing. Now I know if I find myself in Antarctica, I don't necessarily need to worry about packing a book. That's great to know.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't forget your mittens.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So was wondering if you could share some of the stories of the impact of these little free libraries that have now made their way across the world. Any, any uh, stories that, that really stand out for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, something I love about the Little Free Library Network is that it's so universal, this mm. feeling of wanting to connect with your neighbors, wanting to give something back to your community, and wanting to share your love of reading. Um, so that's something that we see over and over again, no matter what country um, you're in or what state you're in or what province you're in. Um, and we recently polled our stewards. Um, we call the people who have little free libraries volunteer stewards. Hmm. And 92% said their neighborhood feels like a friendlier place uh because of their little free library. Wow. Um the vast majority say they've met so many more neighbors than they ever have because of their little free library. Um, so that's kind of a uni- universal thing that I love. Um hmm. But then these individual stories of um, people, you know, talking to a neighbor for the very first time and because of their library and then becoming lifelong friends. You know, Mm. Um, we love to hear that. We love to see kids get excited about reading Um, and folks who have little free libraries often share the handwritten notes they find in their libraries and one that I rem- remember in particular was from a little boy who wrote, "I used to hate reading, but you made it fun. Thank you. Oh,
0: wow. Wow.
1: And another note that was found in New Orleans in the US um, came from someone who's experiencing homelessness. And she wrote that, you know, just thank you for this library. Um, I have wanted a good book to read. You know, thank you for making it possible. So we kind of love those just individual stories of how everyday people are connecting with each other and, um, with these little free libraries.
0: Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And the, the 92%, um, feedback you got that's you know oftentimes uh people in the planning and architecture and landscape architecture and engineering fields you know there's these big grand plans for improving communities that cost hundreds of millions of dollars and then you've got these little small things small acts that people take and and to hear that uh, that kind of impact that's pretty pretty powerful
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's so true a small thing can uh sometimes have a big impact
0: yeah, for sure. So, wondering if if you've you've done that a, a little bit already, but your your thoughts, I guess, generally on how um, the little free library can contribute um, to the day to day life of of communities. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: I think that it's interesting. Again, kind of a universal theme: um, how little free libraries contribute to different neighborhoods in different ways. Um, you know, we. See Little Free Libraries planted in rural communities in suburban communities, urban communities, native communities, and they all use them, you know, both to build community and to share books, but sometimes they have different focuses. Mm. So if you live in a suburban community where people have public libraries and bookstores and schools and other um, book access points your main goal might be, well, I want to connect with people. I don't know my neighbors, mm-hmm. I, want to, I want us to talk to each other. If you're living in a rural community where your public library is 15 miles away, you don't have a way to get there, a Little Free Library can help bridge the gap for book access. Um, so we do see you know, different types of communities using Little Free Libraries um, for different purposes.
0: Hmm, that's really interesting. And, and again, the, the universal idea that can just manifest itself in, in a bunch of different ways Absolutely. Um, for, for folks that are interested in um, learning more and maybe starting their own little free library. What's, what kind of resources would you, uh, would you direct them to?
1: Yeah, well, there's a couple different ways you can go about um, creating your own little free library. We believe anybody can do it. Um, it is possible. So some folks like to build their own Little Free Libraries, and we've seen some really creative um, designs. We've seen Little Free Libraries that are carved out of you know, an old tree or mm. that look like a rocket ship or look like a mansion. Um, so people get really creative, and we love to see that. Um, some folks who don't want to build their own can go to littlefreelibrary.org, and we do have resources Um, you can get a kit to build one, or you can get a library that's already built for you. Um, and then we love for you to register with us with the little free library, nonprofit organization that gets you on the world map. So you can Mm -hmm. kind of join this global community, um, that gets you a lot of resources from us that helps you have a good experience and engage with your community. Um, And this summer we're excited that we're going to be launching um, a mobile application, so you'll be able on your phone to search for Little Free Libraries around you, you'll be able to see which libraries have just added new books, which libraries need new books, and it's just another level of um, connection with the Little Free Library network.
0: Oh, terrific. Terrific. That'll be, uh, that'll be exciting, especially when, uh, when travel picks up again to, uh, go to a new city and be able to find those. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, okay. So a question we ask everybody that uh, joins us on the podcast. Uh, can you share, speaking of travel, can you, uh, share a city you love and uh, why you love it?
1: Well, I live in Minneapolis, and even though I've been here pretty much nonstop for the last 13 months, I love this city Mm -hmm. um, because it has a wonderful park system, it has a great um, sense of community, Um, it has all four seasons, which I think is important. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> even if winter lasts a little bit longer than we all wish it would um so i my heart is with minneapolis right now for sure
0: wonderful and i notice uh, is that one of it's kind of the old uh, flower mill area in the in your background there that's right yeah, good yeah.
1: eye the gold yeah. me- gold medal flower
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty amazing part of the city to go, go discover. That was, uh, I, when the last time I was there, I kind of stumbled upon it. I didn't even realize it was there and it was just this kind of modern Roman ruins walk into history. It's incredible.
1: Yes. Right on the Mississippi river.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, where, where's the most exotic place that you have, uh, have grabbed a book from a little free library.
1: That's a good question. I know that I have found Little Free Libraries in Italy, and the books were in Italian, so I don't believe I actually took one out, Um, but I love visiting Little Free Libraries around the world. I love it when my friends are traveling and they send me a photo of a Little Free Library. Um, It's a really great thing to see.
0: Over the years, I've seen Little Free Libraries become increasingly popular here in Calgary. And for that, we have Sherry McCauley to thank. In 2012, she spoke at TEDx Calgary about bringing a Little Free Library to her neighborhood.
2: This is a thing that I'm doing as part of my three things for Calgary, my husband and I actually and we decided that a fun thing to do in our neighborhood would be to install a Little Free Library. Now, Little Free Library, this is not our idea. We stole it from the web, from this lovely website called littlefreelibrary.org. I encourage you all to go there and see the wonderful stuff that Todd Ball and Rick Brooks are doing. It started down in Wisconsin. It's spreading across the world. It's magic. So we got this idea from these guys. Built this little free library in the wintertime, installed it in our front yard. So down at the base of our front yard, right where the yard meets the sidewalk, we've added a red box, a little bigger than a bread box, full of books. And we thought that when we put this out here, that if all that happened was neighbors came by and they screwed up their courage to take a book eventually, and maybe occasionally drop a book off to share with each other, that that would be pretty cool. Whoa, we had no idea. So much more than that. So what we've actually discovered is that we've created this incredible public space right on the sidewalk in front of our yard. We get people coming by every day, all day long. We love to watch them with binoculars out the window, like (laughs) bird watching. So we've got people coming by on their bikes. We've got people pushing strollers. We've got kids coming by after school. We've got all kinds of people stopping by every day. And they're talking to us when Rob and I are in the front yard, but they're also talking to each other. So this little box of books has become a community bumping space, a little community meeting place for everybody right on the sidewalk in the middle of Brentwood. And we're thrilled about that. One of the most incredible things that's happened is we've had complete strangers come. (laughs) You saw Cindy's Please Disturb door hanger sign in that last video. Complete strangers come ring our doorbell to talk to us about the Little Free Library. Think about that. Complete strangers ring our doorbell to have a conversation. It's a wonderful, wonderful icebreaker. So, but why am I up here today? I want to talk to you about why it's important to me today. all the work I do around my neighborhood and across the city, I see people that are really, really hungry for a sense of connection and for a sense of community belonging. And I think coming on the heels of all the presenters today, I don't need to tell you why that's important. But an incredible thing I learned a couple of weeks ago was when the Calgary Foundation re- released their Vital Signs survey for 2012, they told us that only 60% of Calgarians feel a sense of community belonging. Think about that. Only 60%. That's, it's, it's not a great number, and when I tell you that 64% of Albertans and 66% of Canadians feel that sense of belonging, we're significantly behind the rest of Alberta and the rest of Canada in the city of Calgary. Now, that number is going up. It needs to go higher. 60%, it's not great. Room for improvement. So. What I want to ask you all to do today is think about ways that we can all bring that number up across the city. It's very, very important. And if the Little Free Library has taught Rob and I nothing, it's taught us that, the, um, that small, small things can have a big impact, far beyond what we realize, and you've got to put it out there and see what comes back to you. Thanks very much.
0: Sherry passed away in 2019, but her legacy will certainly not be forgotten here in Calgary. I think of her often when I pick up or drop off a book in my community at the Little Free Libraries that are around my place. This episode wraps up our reading season. Our next season will be about what's next for our cities as the world emerges from the COVID-19 pandemic. So stay tuned for that. 360 Degree City is created by our team at Intelligent Futures. To learn more about the work we do, go to intelligentfutures.ca. I'm John Lewis. Thanks for stopping by.